0: All
1: right, we're back. We are talking about corruption and how a new law is set to try and eliminate a lot of the uh, problems of corruption facing South Korea. This uh, landmark bill, the Kim Young-nan Act, uh, will be implemented later this month on September 28th. Uh, we'll talk about how we can see this new law be implemented in actual real scenarios and what further efforts if the Kim jong nan Act doesn't uh, completely remove some of these corruptive pa- practices, what else can be done to try and uh, be a less corrupt and more transparent society and I suppose move up the rankings of uh, Transparency International which um, unfortunately South Korea does not uh, do fair too well in. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Joining us here in the studio, we have from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, Law Professor Huang Um Okay. Now, Professor Huang, we did talk about, and you made the very clear point that uh, you feel that uh, these. Lawmakers or pundits who are kind of making these arguments like, oh, gosh, you know, think of the poor farmer who I've never thought about <laughs> before this moment uh, who's struggling to try and sell these gift boxes or, or all of these other things about the regulations being too onerous." And you're saying those economic arguments are a bit specious and it's cynical because they are smart people and they know those arguments are specious. On the flip side, let's say we let's say their argument wins and we have um status quo, Kim Jong-un Act has no teeth, and we continue to have this high level of corruption. Is there, I know empirically it's going to be hard to just get it off the top of your head, but does corruption have a real uh, negative economic effect as far as uh, Korea's uh, growth potential? And in in that regard, if you look at it, I suppose half class full and this short-term dampening of consumption, if we do effectively remove corruption, is it possible that there could be Positive benefits to long-term economic growth.
0: I mean, the simple answer I'll, uh, I'll say is that yes, the corruption does affect long-term growth. But when you actually, um, as is the case with many of these things, is that when you actually get, get into the nitty-gritty details, you know, one thing about corruption is that it's really hard to get good data. And um, obviously, yeah. corruption is done behind closed doors, and you don't exactly get to observe a lot of things. And two, the only kind of real hard data that you can get is that we know that you know very uh, you know well. Healthy industrial nations tend to be, you know, have very good governance systems and you know, uh, very backward countries tend to have a lot of corrupt countries. So there is some rough correlation we can see. But at the same time, to say that you know, the Korea's long-term economic growth will just take off as soon as the Kim Jong-un law is implemented, I think that that's a pipe dream for sure. Mm. Uh, at the same time, I think the way that a lot of business gets done in Korea is inefficient Because of a lot of corrupt practices that are going on. So hopefully we can improve on some of the efficiency points. If you're just looking at the economic state of things.
1: Yeah. And so we can implement these new regulations. um, But let's, I guess, throw out another bizarre example. Which has no basis in reality. But hypothetically, you have a U.S. President, Barack Obama. And he's a Harvard Law alum. Mm -hmm. And you have... Hong Jong-uk, also a Harvard Law alum. And he goes, you know, we got school ties. and yep. I really like it. Oh, you spent some time in Chicago. That's, that's great. I'm my you know, right. Chicago. Oh, you you had a honeymoon in, in Hawaii. You know, <laughs> right. Hawaii's my birthplace. And he says, you know what? I like you. You're my kind of guy. I want you to be a treasury secretary of sure. the U.S. cabinet. A lot of people might go, well, who is this guy, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, he's a Harvard Law guy, but uh, does he have the qualifications? That very extreme example is sort of what a lot of people criticize Korean Korean oh, um, yeah. way of doing. is that that clickiness, the uh, the ties that bind. Whether oh you're from the TK region or this one particular place in South Gyeongsang Province, or you're from that school, uh, or you're from this kind of uh, group. That necessarily doesn't change whether you remove corruptive practices or not, right? Well, I mean,
0: you're not going to destroy the edifice in one day I don't think but at the same time I think this is a fairly good start I mean for example I saw one professor who actually you know commented on his Facebook page about this Kim Jong-un law he is actually point I, I really stuck in my mind is that he th- hoped that you know his fellow professors along with him would change the way that they do research as a result of Kim Jong-un law but, but his hmm. point was that a lot of time um, of you know korean professors are spent on just you know making sure that you, you get in the right line get to meet the right people and now that if that that whole route is just closed off maybe professors will actually spend all their time doing research for you know for, right god forbid <laughs> and you know hopefully maybe you know the, as I, I keep saying this again if the law is implemented the way it's intended i hope that you know the way of doing business in korea is fundamentally changed
1: so even just a simple thing like that where um On principle, you would hope that uh, our nation's professors are continuously uh, expanding the horizons and and producing brilliant research, which I suppose empirically has not necessarily been the case, right, in recent years, uh, but... The fact is, there is a lot of politicking going exactly. on, and there's a perception that to survive in this, uh, you have to, uh, you said, be on the same line, or I guess ride the same boat as the uh, person that is deemed to be the rising star, right? And it's not even a
0: theoretical question. If you look at number <laughs> of professors who sort of made it into the political arena, you know, get appointed to some, you know, very pe- uh, you know crucial positions and so forth, and there are a lot of examples like that, even in our school, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, you sort of have to wonder, well, do I really work on this hard research or do I try to get to know a lot of you know yeah. powerful people? I mean, the incentive is really skewed that, that way right now.
1: So that inherent sort of tension is inherent even in, in a exactly. university like Hong Kong University of Foreign Studies. And that is going to be, I suppose, a detriment to transparency. But as you say, uh, some scholars uh, like that uh, person who did the uh, Facebook post is hoping that maybe it will change. Maybe it won't, but uh, I suppose that's the hope. Uh, how would you then counter the argument of um, 관행 or this is just a Korean way or this is like Like this is the Korean right. way of doing things. This is what makes us a uh, people, this great ethnicity, right. race that brought this great country and you're destroying a part of that fabric by removing some of these traditions. Maybe yes there are some bad things that go on like bribery and corruption, Professor Huang, but this is who we are, <laughs> I, you know. That's that's, that's an argument, right. right?
0: Oh, I mean, people raise it all the time, and you know, I'm just trying to couch it in a way that a lot of our expert uh, listeners might uh, find it a little funny. I suppose, or more relate- relatable. I mean, no, I, I don't think anybody will argue that corruption is part of the co- good Korean culture. That's for sure. On the other hand, I think a lot of things in Korea do get justified by mentioning 관행 or convention. And actually, the, you know, if you say uh, the English word convention, it doesn't have much of a force, but somehow in Korean language when you say kwaneng, although it means convention, somehow it just it has added tends, weight, right? tends to justify everything. As you yeah. said, added weight. But if you think about it, well, corruption is not really Part of ni- you know it might be something yeah. that's embedded, but we don't regard it as a good Korean culture. I mean, everybody agrees that we should get rid of good corruption. So I think it is a bit of a specious uh, uh, argument, but at the same time, it's something that Koreans just put up with so long that just you know, hey, that's just the way it is. You know, I didn't make the world; I just tried to live in it. But I mean, we do have a chance to change the world just a little bit. So I do think it is a specious ar- argument,
1: right? And your point is, it doesn't have to be that way. Exactly, it's, it's not going to ruin the Korean civilization as we know exactly. it exactly I mean individually
0: we can't change the society but we have one chance well not one chance but this this Kim Jong-un law actually gives us a chance to act collectively So, it will, it can change the way, at least in some significant way. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't even count, I'm sure it's the same thing for you, Uh, maybe even more so. Is uh, you'll have these people, maybe indirectly uh, related to you because of work you do or some other social cigar, and they hand you, they'll drop down a wedding invitation. And you know that a circle of yours are going? And you're kind of going, I don't I don't really know this guy <laughs> that well but uh, there is this expectation socially right. that I'm supposed to go because of that uh, convention or something exactly. and then I'm out let's say depending on how close you are 50 bucks yep. right and there's nothing corrupt or anything about that but there is that kind of weight pushed to that custom that you kind of feel you got to do it just because of the the aspect of being a functioning member of this society.
0: And sometimes it can get really blatant. I, I recall <laughs> seeing a few weeks ago that uh, there was a you know front page ad in one of the local newspapers in you know one, one of the provinces where the the owner of the newspaper actually said put a little ad in the uh, page one that his son is getting married, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean you know some, sometimes things can get as blatant as that
1: yeah and then we're just talking about the uh, tradition of uh, i suppose uh, cash gifts for for things like wedding ceremonies and it can go re- really go down a rabbit hole in exactly. terms of all these uh, uh, traditions that are here now again you Pointed this out in the first part of this discussion. And no matter how well drafted and how well intentioned this particular legislation was, and we talked about in the past uh, some of the provisions and some of the uh, objections that the lawmakers had and some of the tweaking and back and forth they did during the negotiation of actually uh, passing this bill, um, that's all well and good. But you mentioned the idea that police say, we're not going to go to all the weddings and, and what have you. How do you enforce this? We can, again, point to that example of you saying, hey, you know what? I always eat at five-star restaurants, so we're just going to, I'm just taking you, I know that's not the case, but I'm just taking you with me because we're friends and, you know, we're just going to have a chat uh, during that. Um are there any ways, is there, I mean, you can pass a bill, but do you feel that there is a system or the authorities have some kind of framework in place to be able to actually enforce this effectively? Well, the
0: police, I think, is still trying to figure out the uh, The courts are actually a little nervous because they, they expect their workload to pick up significantly mm. because of this. Um, I guess we'll have to see what kind of, you know, how... I mean, I, I, there will be some test cases for sure. I think uh, for, for sure the police will go after some high-profile cases to, uh, you know, uh, illustrate their yeah. – set the precedent more or less. And there are already actually private schools popping up, training people to become paparazzi, more or less. Hmm so I mean there are things moving but again I think uh, I'll, I'll personally want to have a, a wait and see attitude let's see how things shake out in the next couple of years and I, I surely think that there will be few things to tweak in a couple of years time
1: so some skepticism but you're saying that don't necessarily we don't necessarily have to assume that this is going to be a complete right. disaster they're not going to be able to enforce anything but uh, we're going to see some of these high. inevitably there will be some high profile exactly. cases uh, we'll see how the police deal with them how the courts deal with them and, uh, and, and how that actually I guess lays the, f- the foundation going forward.
0: I guess for me, the worst possible scenario is that the law sort of becomes totally toothless. I yeah. mean, you know, police doesn't really want to enforce anything. Even the few high-profile cases, maybe the courts acquit those cases. I mean, that would be the worst yeah. possible
1: case, I think. The concern I also have is, again, it'll depend on the government, it'll depend exactly. on the powers that be, but the sort of exploitative nature of this where you can be selective oh yeah you know what i'm saying i don't like you you're a political enemy yeah. or i don't like you you wronged me at work and i'm going to use this law to punish you even though 10 other people did the exact exactly, same thing yeah. but you're going to be the one that's going to be in trouble and that that also is i, I don't know if there is actually a, a safeguard against that i mean
0: for me that's not as much a problem with the kim young law itself but it's just a way that prosecutorial discretion right. is exercised in Korea. So. Yeah, I mean, no law can actually fix the society as a whole. But I think prosecutorial reform is actually a big uh, big topic that's going on. So hopefully that will come along at the same time too.
1: Prosecutorial reform, which I, I suppose is a little bit outside the purview of this discussion. Well, maybe not. But uh, one other aspect of this is... Civil servants. And, you know, we, we can say that if you're a law professor at a university that comes with privileges, even being a radio host has certain, I guess, small sure. privileges. But a lot of people always point to the privileges enjoyed by civil servants. Oh, there's yeah. the perks, the, the benefits, uh, and a lot of the power that they get, especially with people who want to curry favor with them. Um, do you feel that there does need to be, a, uh, I guess, a, a reform to how civil servants do business? Because that, again, is a, a very sensitive topic uh, to a lot of these people who toil away some of them, very good ethical people who've studied their, their utmost to try and get into these very selective positions and um, maybe feel that they're being scapegoated. And they, the basic is we worked hard to get these benefits. We're not the bad guys. Don't punish us. Right. I mean, that's the usual argument, right? I mean, there
0: are only a few bad apples. But I guess my question is, well, how do you know that there are only a few bad apples? I mean, again, the corruption is one topic that, you know, is always happens behind closed doors. So we never get really hard hard data. And, you know, recently there have been really high, high profile cases where, you know, high ranking judges and high ranking prosecutors have been found yeah. out, have been engaged in major corrupt practices. And people keep saying that, hey, this is just 0.1%. And my question is, how do you know that it's 0.1%? Mm. What if it's 5%? What if it's 10%? Do we have any hard data? I mean, nobody does, actually. So, I, th- my personal feeling is that, you know, it's fairly pervasive, especially when I was working at a Korean law firm be- uh, be- before working at a, uh, becoming an academic. It's, you know, the extent to which people go to get, you know, even simple commercial licenses, like, you know, real estate licenses or to, in order to get things, you know, fast tracked or stuff like that, you know, the things that people do in order to curry favor with, you know, officials is fa- fa- fairly widespread. So I wouldn't actually say it's just a few bad, bad apples. I'll say the culture. Yeah. Uh, is fairly well poisoned at
1: this point. So you look at Chinese officials like Wu Bangguo or the uh, so-called sponsored prosecutor. Right. Those aren't outliers. You're saying is those are actually kind of bellwether signs exactly, that yeah. if it's that high up on the the food chain, then you can imagine that there's going to be a lot of those same people as you go lower and lower on the totem pole.
0: Right. I mean, not everybody's making you know 50 million dollars off you know some friends you know stock tip, but you know. I, I, to the extent that small amounts are being exchanged, I think uh, the practice is probably fairly for pervasive.
1: This is again with, I suppose, indirectly talking about the enforcement or the efficacy of this, but cat and mouse. and And this idea that, you know what? Corrupt people will always find a way to be right? corrupt. It's, mm-hmm. it's just same thing we talk about intellectual property and piracy, sure, right? Mm-hmm. You, okay, you can make these uh, MP3s more difficult to download. <laughs> you can ban these certain uh, torrent sites, but it, there's there's ways to get around it. That to an extent is also going to be the case here right absolutely yes like the weddings example if they're not going to go there and you can go there and you're saying I'm giving my you know my uh, typical and uh, you know some
0: of these people are really really smart people so they'll (laughs) they'll find a way as you know one of the famous movies says the life finds a way I think smart people will find ways so that means it's never going to go away it's not but does that mean that we just should not stop prosecuting those things we should stop just not regulating those behavior I think obviously we need to have smarter better uh, regulation but at the same time, to expect that there will be 100% enforcement, I think that's unrealistic. So at, the, at some point, you know, there will be a trade-off. And as a society, we should try to make the, as best a trade-off as we can.
1: When we... See this September 28th deadline and the idea that I guess a lot of people are girding for what's going to happen next. You say you expect some high-profile cases. I guess yep. in the aftermath of what we've been going through now, it <laughs> seems like every judiciary member has been embroiled yeah, in something—a I mean, judge, a I cook, guess. It's a hard
0: to think of even yeah, higher-profile right. cases. But, but to what come you're out, saying
1: right. is this is just maybe tip of the iceberg kind of situation, right? You hope that these are as bad as, as it gets. gets.
0: I mean, there will be probably other high profile cases but with maybe less amounts or less money being involved but who knows? I mean, you know, again, we, we don't have hard data on yeah. corruption so well, basically once in a while, I mean, the whole, you know, the nature of the and the CEO thing, all that came out almost accidentally yeah. basically nobody planned he it
1: he got into a fight he was angry over what I exactly. was doing punched the dude they, they went to the exactly. investigation and then they said whoa what is yeah, this yeah and here? then one thing left <laughs> to the other and people I mean you yeah. know that's just how, how
0: how these things work
1: I so. remember we were just I, I don't know if it even was with you but we were, it was just one of those simple run of the mill exactly, like yep. states, oh look at that Nature Republic guy and, this, and it keeps coming
0: off, exactly right?
1: <laughs> right and so we, we've had in uh, I guess, uh, unprecedentedly, a sitting high-ranking prosecutor now I yep. guess, being indicted. But then, the cynic and me, and maybe a lot of people say he's probably not the only prosecutor ever in the history of Korea's and lo and judiciary. behold,
0: <laughs> high-ranking judge has be, has been arrested in the in the, right. in the same case. And you know, just and then you,
1: the, the 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 blue house guy is exactly. uh, <laughs> in charge of
0: vetting yep. these guys. <laughs> he might be involved. We don't know that yet, since the prosecutor uh, prosecutor investigation is going on. So you know, I mean. If not for that fight that Nature Republic CEO got involved with, we would have, we, there's yeah. a possibility that we would have never known. So, yeah, I mean, just once in a while through very a- uh, accidental events, we get to see some glimpses. So we don't really know how pervasive this is.
1: Let's end our uh, topic on a question by a listener. Maybe you can answer this, uh, Professor. Huang, Uh, the law itself, 7820 is writing, saying will benefit Cree overall. However, how can you explain lawmakers who maneuver to uh, get away from it by uh, customizing the legislation? I think the immunity clause is what he's talking about. There are some who complain that uh, with the intention, uh, since many future lawyers will benefit from it, uh, that's chiefly due to possible legal disputes uh, from that. Actually, politicians are corrupt, but most citizens are not ironically citizens will fall prey to the following punishment sort of the little guys are going to get hurt but all the uh, the, the big cats will run off scot free what do you make of that well i
0: mean again i think it's closely related to the selective prosecution worry that we talked about and yeah, I mean, no no law is going to be perfect. And the, the fact that Kim jong law covers so many people might be its biggest weakness in some sense. I mean, personally, I would have liked to see a little more targeted towards more high-ranking officials and let's go after the really high-profile cases. But, you know, the law is the way that it is. And some of the arguments that have been raised, I think, have been really specious. And if prosecutors are going to, you know, behave that way, you know, give free passes to powerful people but go after little guys, I think that would be an argument not against the law itself, but against, you know, having more prosecutorial reform.
1: Very good points indeed. Uh, Professor Wong as always, thank you so much for joining us on this holiday. Enjoy your chuseok and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thank you very much.